You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Hi, this is Dori Berenstein. Welcome to Deep Dive Broadway. I'm thrilled today to have with me the masterful prom music team. In full disclosure, I'm a lead producer of the prom and have been with the show from day one, so I couldn't adore or admire my guests more. I've been in the trenches with them for over eight years and remain in deep awe of their genius. Please welcome Tony-nominated composer Matthew Sklar, music director, award-winning orchestrator, and co-executive director of ASTEP, Mary Mitchell Campbell, and music director and conductor Meg Zervoulis. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. I am so thrilled you're here. Let's dive in and talk about how you all know each other. Well, I met Meg Zervoulis when she was seven, (laughs) and I was 17, because one of my very good friends uh, from the community theater days is my friend Mary Brunton, and Mary happens to be uh, Meg's cousin. Mm -hmm. So... Mary was babysitting for this little kid who played the piano. And I went over because we were just hanging out. And I met Meg when, so I was 17 and Meg was seven. So I've known her forever. And we travel in the same circles. And I've watched her progress. And then I saw her play, I believe, at the Rising Stars Award at Paper Mill. And that was around the time we were starting to uh, get serious about the prom and Mary Mitchell and I were talking about who is the right person, um, to play, be the associate music director of that lab. Um, and Meg's name came up and I was like, yes, she's perfect for it because she can play in every style. Um, and she's a great human being. And I also love the New Jersey connection as well. I love that as well. Um, so I was thrilled when her name came up. And then Mary Mitchell, we've known each other for, Feels I don't even like know, forever. I don't even know how I know you, but I know I know you for a very long time. Um, and when uh, Casey Nicola was, we were trying to figure out who, what our music team is going to look like. Um, we thought it was really uh, important to have a female presence in the creative team. And I totally agreed with that. Very and important. very important. And look who this team is. It's a, <laughs> a amazing, strong woman. And uh, and uh, the first, the name of the top of the list on Broadway is Mary Mitchell Campbell. So I was thrilled when uh, when you said yes. I was thrilled when she said yes. And this team has been spectacular. And and Mary Mitchell, 
you know, and ended up as our music supervisor. Uh, Meg ended up as our music director, conductor, and it's just been the most spectacular, you know, partnership. And I can't wait to do everything with you guys. So I, I just <laughs> want to go story. back to <laughs> when when you were seven, and this this seventeen year old comes over who happens to be a child prodigy musician. Was it like, oh my goodness? Oh yeah, we all knew about that. And I remember (laughs) leaving, or my mom picked me up and Mary was like, we met, she met Matt today. And then just as the years went on, I knew all about Matt's um, discoveries with Marvin Hamlish and then conducting on Broadway. In fact, we even, I I wrote a letter to Matt. Oh my God, that's right. In my kind of adolescence about, (laughs) hey, how do I come become a music director on Broadway? And something I really took away from that reply that Matt sent was like, just keep doing it, just keep music directing and and stick to that. And I just did that. And so when you got that letter, did you make the connection that you met this person? Yeah, yeah, Mary. Mm -hmm. I think you said in 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 the letter, Mm -hmm. it was like I'm Mary's cousin. Mm -hmm. I was like, of course I remember. Um, and, and I was hearing the same buzz about you mm-hmm. through, through that, the family. So, uh, yeah, so I've always been following Meg's, Meg's path. And the fact that we're sitting here right now is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so cool. It like, is so it's cool. such a cool thing. Well, it's my favorite thing is I knew nothing about their connection. <laughs> I know you until didn't, late in the until game, later, until yeah. much later in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I met Meg and was very excited about Meg. Mm-hmm. And brought Meg to the table without yeah. realizing. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And I was like, oh, no, I know who that is. And I was like, you do? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> For quite some well, time. Well, because you have For history at the Paper Mill Playhouse also. Yeah, it was my first professional job That's ever right. was at the Paper Mill Playhouse uh, as a rehearsal pianist for West Side Story, um, which is really hard for a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got through it. And, uh, and I started working there after that show. And I was there on and off for quite a while. I kind of had all my firsts there, first rehearsal piano job, first subbing in a pit. I subbed a piano chair at West Side Story there. My first conducting job was there, uh, conducting as assistant conductor to Fred Lassen, who was one of our subs at the prom. Yeah. I just saw, you know, so, so everybody last night. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tangled, tangled web. We it's all a have. small yeah, community. It's a small world. Yeah, it really is. And you, you were the music director, arranger, and orchestrator for the Paper Mill Playhouse for 11 years? Um, for, their summer, for their summer uh, production. Mm-hmm. And then for various other main stage mm-hmm. productions in various capacities. But similarly, I kind of grew up working at Paper Mill. And that's how we first met in real life. <laughs> yeah, right? I well, yeah, I was um, I was doing a show at Paper Mill. I was supervising a show at Paper Mill, and I needed an associate music uh-huh. director. And I was looking for people that I maybe didn't know, <laughs> looking outside my normal community. And so I asked around, and several people gave me Meg's name. And so I reached out and was like, "Hey, could you come by?" <laughs> I made her audition. <laughs> For me. Wow. Do you remember this one? <laughs> yeah. What was I rehearsing? Funny uh, Neverland. Neverland. I was rehearsing yeah. Funny Neverland at 42nd Street Studios. And she came <laughs> with a binder and a table of contents of songs that she could play. Oh my God, that's And amazing. she met me on her lunch break, my lunch break. And she and I was like, and she played and she was amazing. And I talked to her and I was like, you're great. And then we ended up hiring her for that show. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that show, I guess I was like, hey, mm-hmm. 
do you want to come do Broadway things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And now look at you, Meg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Taking over the world. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. That's great. And you're, you, you all grew up so musically. Like, early on, it, there was no chance you were going to do anything else. Yeah. Right? I, can't, yeah. I can't do anything else. <laughs> I'm not capable. I kind of agree. Yeah. I can't do yeah. anything else. No you, know, you, you agree that Matt can't do anything else. I also agree that Matt can't, cannot do anything else. Well, you'd be both correct. You would be not correct. Not do anything else. I'll speak for both of us. You can, please. So when was the first first moment that, that in, in you know, exposed to all sorts of different kinds of music growing up, but what was it in your childhoods that made you think, oh, my, I belong in the world of musical theater? Um, when I was 16 years old, I saw a production of Baby, um, and I it was the, I was studying classical piano at the time, and I was and I had been playing in restaurants and playing by ear and all those things, but um, and all those things and all those things. But it was the first time <laughs> that I'd ever seen a story like that, and and I thought, oh, music can tell stories, and so. Um, I, I was like, that's what I want to do. I also hated being alone in a practice room. And I, I thought, oh, mm. this is fun. This involves teams of people and mm. there's social interaction and and you're telling a story together. That sounds great. That's what I want to do. So like I was about 16 when I was like, that's what I want to do. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. Right. So you you're, you were introduced to kind of this This is for me through Malpy and Shire. Through Malpy and Shire, who I got to tell them about, about that. Which that's is nice. nice. That's I'm nice. sure they love that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I think they were. I think they were Definitely. honored. Yeah. What about you? Um, I I went through the whole, you know, starting piano super young, doing the classical thing, and then when I was probably, I'm gonna say five years old, my parents took us into the city to see Annie, and at that time it was starring Sarah Jessica Parker, um, and uh, I was I I remember sitting there going. This is really interesting. I was, a, I was a bit young to take it all in, but I remember saying, I think I, I like this. And then I remember seeing, my parents took us in quite a, a bit to see matinees. And um, then I remember seeing Singing in the Rain, I want to say at the Mark Hellinger Theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad marching me down to the orchestra pit and saying, look at all those people down there. Maybe you'll do that someday. I remember him saying that. And I don't remember what year that was, but it was maybe in the early 80s. And... Uh, and it was funny because Bob Billig was conductor of that oh, show, man. who I ended up working for 10 years later. Oh. So I was probably eight years old by the time uh, wow. I saw that show. Um, so I was always interested in that. But when, once I really caught the theater bug was when my older sister started doing um, like summer shows. So we did like a, we had this workshop, this Westfield summer workshop in New Jersey. And every summer they would, you know, you'd rehearse, the kids would rehearse for four or five weeks and then do four performances of something. So my sister started doing those, and, and at that point, I, I immediately became enamored of these productions. And that's when I kind of, and I couldn't wait for my chance, because I was too young to be in the show, so I had to wait until I was going into sixth grade, because I that, that she started three years ahead of me. So once I was able to be in a show when I was 11, that was when I just really became obsessed with theater. And music always came naturally to me. Playing the piano always came naturally naturally to me. But the theater, being involved in theater is where I just became kind of obsessed with it and knew I wanted it to be a part of my life. So as soon as I started being like, you know, a little baby actor in all these school plays and all these summer shows and then doing community theater, 
I started um, obsessively listening to cast recordings. And that's what was really my window in. So, you know, I, I really... And reading if I was, liner notes. Yeah, re literally reading <laughs> liner notes like, who is that? Who's Martha Swope? Who is, <laughs> who is uh, you know, the Jonathan Tunick? Who's, um, you know, I was learning all these names of these people that came, you know, that, you know, you just saw their names over and over again. I just wanted to be a part of that. And then, um, but it really solidified for me when I was in ninth grade and I kind of rebelled a little bit and I was like, I don't want to take piano lessons anymore. And I quit for like one year and I was like, I'm going to try out for baseball. And I tried out for the baseball team in ninth grade and I did not get in. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I stink at baseball. I can play the piano. Let me just dive back into that. And then a year later um, is when uh, I kind of got my act together. And that's when I met Marvin Hamlish. And uh, when I met him, I was very obsessed with music, with musicals, but um, I was still scared of thinking about it being a profession. But after I met him, um, I got very serious about it. Well, that we have to, we have to go there, Matt. Yeah. Okay, we have okay. to tell that story because <laughs> okay. that's just too delicious. Okay. Um, well, um, at the Union County Arts Center in Rahway, New Jersey, which I think is called something different now. Up back. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called something different. Um, is it? What is it now? Uck Pack. Okay. Hamilton Stage. Oh, maybe. I don't things. know. I don't know. It's some. It's a Union County Art Center. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> um, uh, Marvin Hamlish was doing a benefit concert for a local hospital. And I was 15. It was happening on my birthday, on my 15th birthday. And I knew all the people at the theater because I was... Uh, I was in all of the shows and they knew me and I would, and I would play rehearsals and I was just kind of like a brat running around all the time there. And they knew I wanted to meet him. I let them know. And, uh, so the woman who ran the theater, I, I guess, approached Marvin after the, his sound check and said, there's a kid you know, here. So I'm helping the ushers, um, stuff programs. So that was my job. That was my reason to be there. So hopefully I could meet him and the, the, the lobby doors, you know, burst open and there's Marvin. He comes out. He said, where's Matt? Where's Matt? Where's Matt? And I raised my hand and he said, I hear you play the piano. There's, I got a nice one on stage. Uh, why don't you go play something for me? So I was, first of all, in shock. And then I just went on stage and I played uh, a song that I really loved that he wrote from their play in our song. Um, and then I played a song that I had written. And then while I was playing the song that I wrote, he sat down next to me and started improvising, you know, four hands on top. And it was this amazing thing. And uh, then he said, uh, uh, can you play the, the they're playing our song song? Can you transpose that? Um, can you play that in G instead of B flat? So I knew it well enough, and I and I was able to do that. And he said, "How old are you?" And I said, uh, 15. And then the lady from the theater said, "And it's his birthday today." <laughs> um, and he said, "Do you want to be in the show tonight? You have to be in the show tonight." So basically, I accompanied him while he sang the song in G, not B flat, and. Uh, I kind of I had a cue, you know, after he finished playing Ice Castles, I was to go backstage and um, and then he introduced me, did the did the song. It went great. He was hilarious, as he always was. And we stayed in touch after that. And he gave me, um, you know, he wrote me college recommendation letter. He really talked to my parents at length about where I should go if I want to write for musical theater, which was NYU, because he's like, you need to know directors and writers and all different people and not just go to a conservatory where you're just going to do music and learn, you know, do concert music. Um, I feel like I've been talking forever. Is that okay? Oh, it's okay? fascinating. Okay. 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 Um, and, and it was a great, it was just a great relationship because 
um, he, he gave me the pat on the back to say, no, you actually have a good feel for this in a real way. And then when I was in NYU, one day I was, you know, at home in, in my little apartment with my roommate and the phone rang. He had called my parents to say, see where I was. And he got my number and said, I'm rehearsing a show at 890 Broadway. Why don't you come hang out with me for the day? So I got to watch him work with Billy Byers and Tori Zito, these amazing uh, orchestrators, you know, when he was working on the Goodbye Girl. So it was me, basically there was, I spent about a half hour in a room with Marvin Hamlish, um, Billy Byers, Tori Zito, Martin Short, Bernadette Peters, um, Gene Sachs, and Graziella Danielle. I mean, it was, an, it was David Zippel. It was amazing just to be a kid watching all these great people work. And um, so that kind of got me started. And then at the same time, I, I kind of lucked into uh, being a sub keyboard player on, on Broadway. Oh. But, the, but it, all, it really was Marvin kind of saying, hey, you have a good feel for this. Don't be afraid. Go for it. And that was really meaningful. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So full circle, because when you think about little little Matt and just wanting to be like his big sister, it's such a chorus line ex- yeah. situation. No, and then yeah. here it is, Marvin in your future. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, Meg? That is such a great story. I'm just I reveling. I love that story <laughs> so much. Um, I also, like my compadres, started in classical brain. Um, pretty serious competition kind of uh, kid. But at the same time, I was acting a lot in similar community productions. You know, I was like Gretel, Sound of Music at age five. <laughs> so I always, always loved theater. But as far as music directing goes, I remember coming to see Lion King with my mom when that must have been like late grammar school. Um, and I remember there was a woman conducting, which I think through research, I think might be Sherry Rosen, who is yeah. something I've yeah. later worked with as a student. Um, and I vividly remember the amazing inspiration of that day. And then we talked about it. And then she started taking me to see other shows. And I'd always go up and look at the musicians. <laughs> and, and then I started working at Paper Mill during high school in the summers. And then ever since then, I've just been... Uh, music directing and doing all that so. meant to be for all of you what who was for you um, your mentor who like who were the people that influenced I mean, you the well, most you have a good one yeah I have a good one too I had Cy Coleman oh um, wow oh, so and cool he I mean I mean I guess sort of similar to yeah the insanity of your story with Marvin like he really adopted me um, I met him doing a Broadway Cares benefit right when I moved to New York doing Sweet Charity as a benefit and um 
and it was really crazy because I found myself in a room with Gwen Verdon and mm, right. um, yeah. <laughs> and Cheetah and, you know, like it was very insane. And Sai, who came up to me and said, Cheetah wants to sing the song in F. Can you play it in F? And I was like, Learn how to transpose, kids. Learn how to transpose. <laughs> and I was like, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, but after it was over, he um, he asked if I wanted to get involved with um, a camp he was working with with Paul Newman called the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp. And um, I ended up going to, like, volunteer. And he, he was like, I don't know what you're going to do. You might not do anything. You might play rehearsal. I don't know what you're going to do. But you but you, do you want to come? And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think I'd like to go. And so we ended up um, there, and I ended up having to sight-read in concert for Isaac Stern. So that was my... Um, <laughs> oh, that no was pressure. My, yeah. That How'd that go? <laughs> surprisingly okay <laughs> but very stressful oh my god very very stressful <laughs> how old were you then 22 oh my gosh yeah. yep it was memorable thrown into the fire mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how it goes way, yep best way to do it yeah. yep best way to do it yeah and, and and for a while there anything that happened i was like well it's not as stressful as a site ready for us yeah if you did that you can do anything <laughs> yeah I was like, it's Seriously. not as bad as that. So like, it'll be fine. <laughs> it was all relative. So prom was a total piece of cake. <laughs> no Broadway show is no a piece of cake. <laughs> no, no. Could each of you talk about, um, you know, Matt, obviously you're the composer of the show, but could, could you two talk about uh, when you got involved and your roles in the show? And then I'm really eager to hear about your collaboration because as I said in the beginning it's extraordinary and how you all work together and and you know I, I'm very eager to hear about maybe some examples of of you know being in the trenches mm-hmm. and and working through some stuff so Meg yeah I first got involved with the lab which occurred right before we left for Atlanta to do the out-of-town tryout um, and that was um, by invitation with MMC and I was over the moon and I didn't know any of these people at the time other than you um, distantly but you know I hadn't worked for Casey I hadn't played for any of the other writers I had no connection at all so the, I remember the first day of that and, and she was like that's Glenn Kelly over there I'm like I know who that is that's so exciting <laughs> um, but of course I was trying to play it cool I came on board and I guess maybe one of the first readings was that yeah. the first reading? Yeah, I think the, fir- the first twenty nine hour reading. Exactly, twenty nine hour reading, yep. mm-hmm. which was two thousand fourteen. Fourteen, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to write it down when you came on board. I, yeah, because usually <laughs> I'm able to all the table readings we had done up to that point. You I could just, just play yourself. I just play it myself, and you know, and then once the twenty nine hour uh, reading starts, that's when. I kind of have to take a deep breath, go, okay, I have to now upload all this information from my brain onto paper so I don't have to play it all the time. Um, and it's liberating, but it's also um, exhausting. Yeah. I find that to be one of the most exhausting parts of the process. Um, but I like to do it myself. Um, some people like to you know, play it and have somebody write it down for them. I like to do it because I like to, um, yeah, you're forced to make some choices. Mm-hmm. And I find that also some counterpoint lines um, come to me while I'm transcribing um, the songs for the first time. So I like to hold on to those ideas and make sure they're 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 deliberate choices. So um, so yeah, so that uh, happens right before the the 
first 29 hour reading. And, but then it feels so great to get up. It feels so great to not have to play. I remember the moment you told me Mary Mitchell was joining the team. Mm-hmm. And it was just like we did. Oh, we were so psyched. Such a happy dance. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just Absolutely. like a joyous, joyous, incredible moment. Yeah. Just for, for every reason, because how extraordinary you are and just your leadership and everything that you were going to bring to the table. It was yeah. just like, yes, home run. You guys were so kind. But I was well, I remember that first 29-hour reading, and I was like, this is a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got off to a great start. You know, it, it was one of those things where – when, when that 29-hour reading happened and we really, we, the cast learned the songs and we heard it from, uh, you know, out of their voices, it was like, we're, like, we're on to something. We're not there yet, but we're on to something. And that was really, um, that was really special. Um, and it went through so many changes. I mean, I was about to say, about I'm just remembering that opening number oh, from yeah, that 29-hour reading. Our somewhat legendary opening number <laughs> that got us off on the wrong start, but it was hilarious. It was really um, funny. Um, Different musical. But yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Great opening number. Exactly. But that's why, you know, that's what that's what readings and workshops are for. That's right. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's where you learn. Um, but, you know, having, you know, these two uh, lead the department has been so great. And I will say, you know, a lot of my rehearsal time was really just being able to focus on on what I'm supposed to focus on. And it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you kind of have to meddle in the organization aspect of things. And with 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 Mary Mitchell and Meg, like they got it. And it was it was the best for me because um, I knew everything was taken care of. And it doesn't always work that way. It really doesn't. And um, so I, they're you know they've been dream collaborators. And I always felt every step of the way that they were taking care of the score, they were protecting the score. If there were issues, there would be a list of things that we, you know, that we go through. Meg is the queen of lists. She's the queen of of the checklist. Yeah, really good with lists. Queen of lists for sure, without question. Yeah, and and you know that's that's you know a part of being a music director that they don't teach you. You know, I think I was. I'm not meant to be a music director. I did it for a while. I thought I wanted to be one, but when it came to the management part of things and the the maintain the maintenance part of things and the organizational part of things, I'm like, oh, this is not for me. Because it's not it's not just taking care of the score. It's also every it's like appearance yeah, you're and it's you know uh, and hiring people and 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 uh, you know making sure you have the right synth rig and making sure you have enough space. And making sure that the sound guys have what they need and everybody can hear. It's all of that stuff that these two are geniuses at. And then being brilliant musicians is on just on top of that. So it's it's really, you know, very special. You guys are very special. Well, you I was about to say <laughs> turning this back around on Matt. <laughs> um, it is very rare to have a composer with the kind of skill set that he has and who actually does understand and can appreciate anything that we did do which he's giving us maybe a tad bit more credit than he, like he did a lot. You did a lot. So, but, but, you know, to have someone who really understands the in and out of everything and who has the skill set to be able to do all the things he can do, because it's rare to have a composer that can notate everything brilliantly and play the piano brilliantly and could orchestrate it brilliantly and can arrange everything and can turn things around very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those skills are not, usually combined into oh, one thanks. amazingly sane and funny human. <laughs> um, I try, I try. I mean, I think being a pit musician and going through 
uh, those ranks for you know 12 years that I did uh, as I did um, you just kind of learn how a musical is constructed um, and and I think that informs my writing and also I want them to be taken care of I don't want to I don't want to throw an impossible something that's impossible to conduct on a music director I don't want to throw something that a vamp that's impossible to get out of yeah. on a conductor I want to make sure that it's comfortable to conduct eight shows a week with half of your orchestra being subs. You know, it's important. Those things are important. And I try to think about that from the get-go instead of thinking about it later. But that kind of knowledge is rare. Yeah. Yeah. I will say. Oh yeah. To build a show with that kind of knowledge. Yeah. So we are the lucky ones that we get to work with. Thank you for listening to part one of Deep Dive Broadway, where we went behind the curtain with the prom music team. Lots more coming up in part two. Please join us. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.